Freaks and geeks, drinkers, thinkers, ramblers and gamblers, stoners and pet owners, gather around. This is the Outsider Social Club, where us misfits, miscreants, outcasts get together and ramble, palaver, prattle, and get royally intoxicated while we do so. So without further ado, let's proceed. One for the party, baby, pop on the road, drumming, knock back a drink, there's nobody home. Welcome back to the Outsider Social Club. I'm your master of ceremonies. Drinks with Ron. We've gotten all out of sequence. This is actually the second post-game episode following the interview with my buddy Timmy T from Thompson's Hemp Company. Follow that with a hugely weed-centric episode. Now, for some reason, we're all talking about food. I, strange. I don't know why that would be. To Kill's point um, on the Saja Pit, why isn't poutine more popular in America? Because it sounds terrible to me. You don't like the, the the combination of fries and gravy and cheese? I don't need shit on my fries. Man, just give me fries. I, I, love, I love fries. A good fry doesn't need anything on it. Don't get me wrong. But I love fries. I love gravy. I love cheese. Mm. Just give me fries. I, like I said, fries are top five favorite food of all time. They're not top three. But no, I can't get with it. But that's just me. I I don't need all the toppings. It know, could whatnot. be the requirement of a utensil might be holding it back here in America. You know, us freedom loving folks <clears throat> like to eat with our fingers, and it's just a little too messy for that. Maybe that's what part of it is. Well, it's like but chili. Should rank chili cheese fries. Do you think those are are supremely popular here? Is that like a regional thing? Like is same deal? Same same. Just without yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely like. The gravy definitely does hinder it because like you it's gonna gonna weigh it down a little bit, so it's gonna sog it up a little bit. But uh chili cheese fries are good, but you can use that with your hand. But sometimes obviously, depending on how much chili you get there, you're gonna have to use a fork. Yeah, see I'm not with that. That's maybe that's the deal. America don't wanna use a fork. Fork? Smenny <laughs> doesn't want to use a fork. Let's drink number eight. I'm getting there, you sons of bitches. About time. <clears throat> so yeah, nice. I'm not. I'm not convinced that these are any spicier. That's a marketing ploy. I'm. I'm gonna Just write one my extra good flavor packet you had. I mean, they're spicy, but the old other ones are spicy too. See, I've got some flaming hot like ramen. That uh, I've got a whole case of it somewhere, and this has the super nuclear-looking red sauce that you add after the fact. That shit blew me up. I didn't even use the whole packet, and I I couldn't eat it. It was delicious. I used to love the spicier the ramen I had, the, the the better. I was like, just fucking dump that shit on. Now it's like, again, just nope, not happening. I really miss like. Going back to like touring around, like going to a place in Los, uh, Los Angeles where <laughs> they're they're like challenge, like it's a challenge basically. Like it's posted on the wall, one through, through ten, you know. Yeah. And so you walk out, walk in there as like an out of towner, and you choose the seven, and your life almost ends. And you're like, oh my god, like this yep. is the seven. Because, you know, you're like, I'm going to turn it up to, you know, seven where I'm at. I'm not going to go full out. Seven is Volcano Inferno style in L.A. Mm. Um, I got that bad one night on tour and uh, we didn't play the next day. Mm-hmm. It was that bad. Yeah. Wow. I've gotten Thai Thai food in Seattle and ordered three stars and had my life ended. Yep. You know, three of five. And like. A lot of places I could handle that. And then there was this one spot, this authentic spot. They actually closed a while ago called Thai Tom. Oh, they, my God, that place. You know what I'm talking about? Tom works there. I, mean, I don't think I think it's closed now. Well, he used to work there in the U District, but that mm-hmm. place fucking ruled. Like, Dude, oh, the, my God. The three star rocked my world. I'm so good. What's your go to Thai dish? Um, well, it used to be. Pad Thai because I was a basic bitch. Yeah, and... I was, could you be more? Could you get a California roll too, and you get sushi? <laughs> What's wrong with a California roll? If it's real crab, it's good. That's all I can say. 
Anyway, continue. Crabs, man. <laughs> uh, I would say it, it it differs between curries, but usually like a green curry, depending on what the veggies are in it. I like a green curry or a red curry. I love me some drunken noodle. That that flat noodle is just so good. It's I, and I like a good pad thai. Um, Dan Dan noodles is really good too. And pretty much, I'm with you too. Yikes! But if if I'm going like if I'm not sure of something, pad thai is obviously a safe choice because you can't mess much of it up. But d- drunken noodle is is my go to. It sounds like you guys are making up words. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> yes, Thai words. Yeah, I'm not supposed to eat peanuts anymore, and so ooh yeah. Damn, I I stick uh, to the curries. Curries are yeah, safe. I think Thai food in general is a thing. Like if you grow up as a uh, a white person in the middle of the Midwest or Montana or every place I grew up, Thai food was not a staple of anything until you became an adult, and then you went to a Thai food place for the first time. Um. And your mind was just completely blown. Like, I can't remember going to a place for the first time where I just didn't understand the flavors I was having at all. That place, I mean, Thai Tom is a legend, RIP, makes me sad it's gone. But like Thai food in general, top notch, top notch food. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I'm not... In the Midwest or Central of the Americas, I'm on the East Coast, but my parents were fucking plain vanilla, like, food people that we, like, we would go Chinese food places every now and then. So I didn't have sushi the first time until I was 21. Um, I didn't have guacamole until I was over 21. Like, my parents didn't like that stuff, so I never had it growing up. And when I first experienced some of this fucking food, I'm like, why was this this deprived of me this whole entire time? I could have had such a like more com- you know complex palate, but like I was just eating bland ass shit for my whole life, <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker! Like my, when my wife introduced me to sushi, I was like, how do you use chopsticks? I'm like I didn't know how to do that, but like when I first tasted it, and I was like, this is incredible! What? Why have I been eating? Uh, uh, stir fry uh, all this time or you know you know you know wonton soup i was like i could have had japanese food i could have had and then i worked with a, a thai person in my rest or in my work and she introduced me to pad thai and drunken noodle and dan i was like why have i not been having this my whole entire life it's been like again my eye opening and just Cause you could have pizza with no cheese in the crust <laughs> now we have the cheese dis- in a new place yeah, I used to put pizza. Or I used to love me some stuffed crust pizza. Say, <laughs> that was like the thing, man. Stuffed crust. Well, I'll give credit to my family because they tried to adapt to <clears throat> like food within their region and their communities. And what you realize is that they're all just completely like, uh, uh, like versions of food that you would not find if you actually went to a real Thai restaurant. They were right. trying. Like, they weren't trying to be like, don't eat that kind of food. They didn't, like, think about the idea. I still, at this point, like, I don't think I could make a good uh, Thai dish. It might take me a whole day. Like, I I don't know if I could actually do that correctly and make it taste the way I want. Like, that's a fucking art form. Agreed. So I understand why my parents didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They didn't know. But, like... Uh, but it, it's so mind opening. That's one of the best things about just about b- being an adult and eating food is like, I, I think about this all the time. My sister hated mushrooms forever. Yeah. She fucking loves mushrooms now. She's got I'm... two kids and, and married and like mm. finally like, oh, my God, I repressed whatever the hell happened. Not unless like, they're getting me high. No, sir. Okay, sorry. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it, though. I'll get there. Okay. I'm trying to like them. I wasn't uh, trying to use that specific example, but like no, the I get what you're saying. Yeah, is an important thing in life. I no, think. I and mean, I'm like trying, I think that's how I'll we all grew up. Brussels sprouts. Like we all probably had like boiled Brussels sprouts, and no one fucking wants boiled Brussels sprouts. But if you chop them up, no. fry them with some oil, delicious. Like roast them. It's amazing. A little bacon on top of it. Whatever you, whatever you do. Like if you're if you're like toasting them in the oven or frying them or blanching, like you know, getting a nice little fry in the frying pan. Oh, yeah. Way different story than just fucking boiling them in a fucking pot of water. Like it's no flavor there. 
See, but like, I, yeah, again, little, little olive oil, a little bit of spices. It's amazing. Who doesn't want that shit? I'm super rural though. So like we didn't even get, we got a Chinese place. I mean, there's one down the road. We didn't get one in town till into the two thousands. Uh, I, I didn't have Chinese food till I moved to lacrosse and one opened up by my house. And I was like, I'll, I'll partake in this. They've got enough plain things that my honky palate can can get down on it, and, and you experiment. You find out what's in the buffet. I think it all comes down to the fact that, like, as we've evolved as a country, well, that's a difficult one to say, but as we all grow, <laughs> uh, we've we evolved certain parts, <laughs> maybe more than but others. Like, one of the most repressed American foods is actually Asian food. I think because I don't know enough about all the good dishes. I see them all the time. My friends making them like I see them at small corner shops that I go to. That is something that was not a part of my lifestyle at all. You have to discover that on your own. And you know what? Mm. It's fucking so good. Right. And a lot of it's super simple, depending on what you're making. My wife's best friend from high school is Indian. And I'd never had Indian food until like I went to her like wedding party, like the engagement party. And, and I was like, can we go here every day? Like, I <laughs> fucking love Indian. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. Like the scene from the office where he's like, this s'more is awful. No, they're Samoas <laughs> or <laughs> samosas. And I was like, can I get some s'mores? And I was like, <laughs> and when I first had that, I was like, this is so good. Why would, like, again, why have I been deprived of this my whole life? Like, I went to a, her engagement party was like an Indian buffet. I'm like, just Mm. trying, I'm just putting a little bit of everything in my plate. And it was all fucking fantastic. I'm like, what are we doing here? America sucks. Yeah, the burger is good and French fries is good. Like, this stuff is so good. (laughs) Like, La Crosse, Wisconsin is one of those weird places where it has like a huge Hmong community. So there's a ton. Or like, if you go up more towards, uh, northern wisconsin and up towards the cities there's like a weird huge somali population it's just like a weird thing where a certain region relocates to an area and anyway uh i used to work with a lot of people in lacrosse like they come in with these like you just yeah we made egg rolls last night the whole family got together and did the whole process and we all took apart you know like yikes would say with fucking everybody making lefsa you get the assembly line together and they're like, nah, we do that for egg rolls. And then I have super kick-ass egg rolls and make everybody jealous at lunch. It's yeah, but they get egg, egg rolls, rolls and we get lessa. <laughs> yeah, lost that one. <laughs> lost that one. Winners and losers in this situation. Right. Clear, clear I mean, winners and losers. I'm going to do a regional thing here also because another thing that I probably didn't have until my 30s was Cuban food. Because, mm. like, you're not, like, in the Northwest, you're not really eating Cuban. Spokane? No, I don't think there's a Cuban restaurant in Spokane. Well, like, Cuban I don't think there's nothing near me. Cuban. I got nothing near me. But, like, when I went to Portland, uh, Hash, do you remember Pam Biche? Yep. How's that overall? That's okay. It's okay, right? I thought it was heaven. You know, like, I don't need people were like, oh, that's that's cool. I was like, this is taste i've never had like i don't understand this uh cuban food rules like they very, very a pork to everything is that the deal with cuban spicy pork, and, add pork. and like uh there's also like the big um sweet and salty like thing going on there okay. i think for sure um yeah i just i don't know i don't know where we've gone here because hash is on his phone know. and he's like no, no. a guy I- I'm, and, I'm trying to pull up a picture. There's a restaurant in town that had the cube. It was a cafe and they had Cubano on the menu. Yeah. And it was so blasphemous. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. They want a blasphemous pork. Is it called no Cubano, say. by the way? It was it was being sold as a Cubano. I'm trying to find this picture of this menu. Hold Sons on. of bitches. Right. Uh, my I'm going to go on a spring. I'm going to go on a... Is it closed? No, this is it, like this is like a cafe. Like they serve coffee and sandwiches. It's Kubo. It's Kubo. No, Kubo to Kubo. Uh, that place still is open. No, just Kubo. C O B O. Yeah, they changed their name to Kubo to Kubo. 
No, they're not legit, but they, they, (laughs) I mean, apparently they're good. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I haven't. I cleared things up. I cleared things up. Yeah. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. I will. I am more confused than when we started. I'm sorry. I'll be right back in like three minutes. Well, before you go. Go ahead. Before you go, this uh, there's a restaurant in town that was selling a Cubano that had pulled pork, uh, provolone cheese, oh. and uh, Canadian bacon on it or something like what? that. Nice. And it was just like this is like none of these ingredients go on a Cubano. What is happening? Well, it was, we got them it was, cheaper. It's... It was very white. Distributor uh, had a sale. The, the the intent, it was a very poor illustration of what you were trying to say, that Cuban food doesn't really happen in the Northwest very often. Northwest? I don't Thank think you, you I, I get mean, a lot in the States in general, unless you're near Cuba. You get it in a, on the East Coast. I was okay. going to say that, like, uh, a town, that, towns that present themselves as... Uh, Maybe I'm wrong on this also, but like towns that present themselves as uh, multicultural eating destinations probably need to have more than one or two Cuban restaurants. But maybe I'm wrong. Well, Portland, it has a reputation. That doesn't mean that it's done well. The fact of the matter is it has a reputation. And in reality, it has a bunch of businesses that are on the brink of disaster at all times True. and run run by a bunch of inept people and so yeah i mean like it's easy, America. To, it's easy to start a food truck here so it's a it's a food city you know i think they're uh, not that anybody maybe we'll catch one or two listeners on this all i'll say is that i i think portland's trying to do right in many ways and there's a many businesses that don't do it right, but there are places and people uh, really forward thinking on some of this. And I read a thread today about like, I guess, I guess on Twitter, we're talking about whether tipping or not should be a thing at a restaurant. And I read an amazing thread from a Portland chef today and it kind of kind of did a thing on me. Yeah, it's did he say it should not be. No, he's explaining why that model doesn't work. Well, exactly, yeah, because it, it. And he's explaining work. honestly, like why the whole model of a small business restaurant uh, doesn't work in a lot of circumstances, uh, in a lot of ways. So nice pivot. Yeah, to do yeah, that. Don't try circumstances twice. You weren't going to get it. I fucking well done, sir. Yeah. Good. Good job. I will uh, I will send this thread to everyone, but I I found it very interesting because I don't think that Americans know the cost of food. Um, I don't oh, think they yeah. know the cost of alcohol. Yep, and I don't know they they don't know shit. Nobody knows shit about the restaurant business unless you've done it. I've done it. I still don't know shit. You have to be it in a while to understand how, how unprofitable that business is and how difficult it is to survive. Well, and Americans just demand more for less every yeah. time. So it's just like there's no winning with them. Yeah, I've done the pricing and, uh, you know, like the, the yeah, I've done all of the back end shit for restaurants and all the price guides and everything. So and even, yeah, it, it's brutal. That's why I don't go out to eat more often than not, because it's like it's a, like I find it almost immoral. Right. You know? Because it's just like it's it's a bun It's. A bunch of exploited people that are angry right. that are gonna poorly prepare some food that's lower quality than the than the food I would be getting at home. Just because, yeah, they don't pay me to do a good job. They just yeah. pay me to show up. That's enough. Yep. Uh on another note, uh what's with you know all of the all of the, the tweets about Kim Mulkey's fucking tiger tiger queen. Oh shit! Don't jacket. Even, God don't damn even it! Fucking start with me on this. I'm gonna go get a beer. This is fucking. <laughs> I, I'm ready to bury this bitch. Like I, I cannot stand her. You've touched Sorry. a nerve. Oh my god, Kim Mulkey is a fucking. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't 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 do it yet. 
Save it. Let's, Save it. Let's, for let's the... bury her at the end. I have something to do, and then we can bury her at the end. All right, I'll be Put right back. Beer. We'll bury her at Let the end. Let the decree go forth. It is time to pee. Before oh, you're uh, a nerve there, Tashi. I'm sorry, but uh, I will uh, tap into Kathy Bates and say, Kim Mulkey is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Waterboy. <clears throat> Tax time doesn't have to hurt, unless you want it to. And if that's the case, come to the trusted professionals at SM Block. Tax time only comes once a year, but that doesn't mean you have to. Our team of professionals are not only certified CPAs, but also hold certificates of pain and pleasure administration from Mistress Victoria's Tax Dungeon. And that's Victoria with a K. So maximize your pleasure and your tax returns with SM Block. Our team of experts here at SM Block can match you with a pro perfectly suited to your specific tax needs and pain slash pleasure expectations. This tax season, don't trust your experience to some green CPA who's never handled a ball gag, let alone capital gains or a spreader bar. This year, come to SM Block. I've hit the over. This is drink number 10, and uh, not advised, but here we go. Is that a Tommy Boy reference? It is. I am doing a double feature of Dan Aykroyd films and watching Tommy Boy right now. Mm, well done. Uh, he, in Tommy Boy, he, he's pretty, pretty good. Oh, fair. yeah. Fair. Man, he plays that role to a T. <laughs> I make car parts for American working people. That's who I am, and that's, that's what I what care I about. That's what I care about. All right, before Yikes Yelinsky. goes ahead and buries Kim Mulkey, deliver- deservedly so, I have a little list for us. And Troy's mentioned it. It's baseball season. And what else do we associate with baseball more than hot dogs? So I have a foot long, a.k.a. a list of 12, because I know we're tired of top fives here on the OSC podcast. Yes. And now, a half-assed podcast exclusive. Top 12 scenes and movies revolving hot dogs. Take it away, fellas. God damn. That's kind of impressive. Number 12. As you know, I have a love for Mean Girls. Regina George's burn book reveals a girl made out with a hot dog. And she re- she reads it and re- says, Oh my God, it was only one time. <laughs> so apparently this girl really did make out with a hot dog. <laughs> Which Checks to out. each their own, I guess. Number 11, and I really wish Coley was on the call for this because I don't know how many people have seen this movie. Um, Everything, everywhere, all at once. There's an alternate universe where everyone has hot dogs for fingers. Hmm. Who else has seen that movie? I've not seen it. Still on my list. See, that's why I I I really wish Coley was... I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I know people that have been to that universe, though, so I'm... I'm, Yeah, it's fair. That's called shrooms. That's called shrooms, Ron. Oh, I've talked to them. They're (laughs) adamant about it. It's a shroom and ketamine hybrid that'll take take it. (laughs) Right. To the hot dog universe? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Specific door. Anyway, proceed. Number 10, The Upside. Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart go to a hot dog vendor and order 15 hot dogs, but they're so high... Brian Cranston orders fifteen hundred instead. Oh shit! Brian, everyone doesn't know in the movie The Upside, Brian Cranston plays a paraplegic, and Kevin Hart is his handler. And apparently, they're really high on some kind of drug in the scene, and he doesn't give a shit, and he wants to order everyone a hot dog. Fifteen hundred hot dogs. Give me all the hot dogs. That's a lot of hot dogs. That's a lot of fucking hot dogs. Number nine. Role models. Jane Lynch is getting her pretzel dog on and pushing it through to make it, the bun look phallic with Sean William Scott and at the very end of the movie, too. Yeah. She's so good. So good in that movie. So good in that movie. In everything. Also, Sean Number William eight. Scott. Very good. Sean William Fair. Scott. I do love yeah. him. You know what? That makes me... I, I gotta... I'm going to have to try to spin the dial here quick because it, it's going to take a little while to load, so I'm going to stall. 
I'm gonna filibuster, and then uh, where is it? What, uh, where, uh, what is it? Wait for it. What wait, it? wait for it. Waiting. It, it's just, hang on. That's what he said. There it is. That was the most work for the least payoff I've done in a long time. But uh, anyway, <laughs> number eight. Yes. Ghostbusters Slimer coming out of the dirty water hot dog cart with a whole mouthful of hot dogs. Got a lot of hot dogs. Oh, a lot of hot dogs in that mouth. Okay, good call. I do remember that. Number seven. I've mentioned this movie before. That uh, Hashi looked like one of the characters in the movie. Accept it. Jonah Hill was wearing a hot dog suit and ev- oh. asking everyone to ask him about his wiener. I was waiting on that one. Number six, to all my fans of the best baseball movie ever, if you don't get this reference, then you are, in fact, an L7 weenie. Oscar Mayer, footlong, Dodger dog even. That's right. Sandlot with the uh, Dodger dog reference. And I think these are the undisputed top five here. You can argue with me all you want. All right. Number five. The breakup opening scene where Vince Vaughn buys a hot dog for everyone in the row, asks Jennifer Aniston if she has ever ever had a hot dog, and then has this whole little banter that he always has being Vince Vaughn in all his movies. Great scene. Great opening scene to start a movie. And again, wish Cole was on this call for this. Number four. What's, what, what do we establish the baseball movie? That's right. Naked Gun. Where the villain yes. of the movie is eating a hot dog, takes a bite, and there's a finger with a World Series ring on it. <laughs> Number three, Father of the Bride. I'm only paying for eight hot dog buns, and I'm removing the superfluous buns. That's right. Steve Martin takes four hot dog buns out of the package, wraps them back up, because he's only paying for eight hot dog buns, because only eight hot dogs come in the hot dog packaging and he goes in a great rant and it's a great scene that's how you haven't seen it what do you do in your life yeah number two is a deep cut and the only fans of john candy will probably know this there's a deleted scene from planes trains and automobiles that you may not have seen before where john candy is eating a hot dog at the terminal in the airport smoking a cigarette while eating the hot dog it's chili hot dog there's he's he's smoking a cigarette and there's puff a puff of smoke coming out of his mouth and nose while eating the hot dog. A piece of chili falls in his on his lap. He flicks it into the trash can. It's two points. <laughs> Please Google this. Google that shit and see it. It's a great scene. It's worth the Google. Google that shit. Google it. And number one ultimate scene. I mentioned it on the podcast recently. In this recording pot, actually. Nothing but trouble. There's a scene where they all eat hot dogs and a bowl or a nice glass of warm Hawaiian punch where everyone has hot dogs and there's a train car of condiments going around the car with ketchup, relish, pickles, all that stuff. And Dan Aykroyd stuffing a hot dog in his face with ketchup and mustard all over his nose and face. Can't beat it. It's the best hot dog scene in movie history. Bite me on it. I'll go. Hot, hot take. Is that the best uh, Dan Aykroyd Tupac vehicle in existence? <laughs> if, there's only, if, if there's only one, then yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, fair enough. All right. Also the worst, then. <laughs> True. Uh, have you guys ever seen Gang Related? No. Jim Belushi? Is that Belushi? What a travesty. James? It is James Belushi. That's the one, yeah. And Tupac. <laughs> could, be, could be Jim, yeah. Jim, Jimothy. It's it. Jimothy. According Jimothy. to Jim, yeah. Uh, the hemp Dennis, farmer? Dennis Quaid's in it as well. And James Earl Jones. That's a cast. Wow. Yep. Came out after Tupac died. Yeah. Rest in power. Uh. If you guys haven't seen it, it's it's awful. You know, it's a I'm corrupt, sure. corrupt cop movie. You know, up there with like a uh, uh, bad lieutenant or uh, Training Day. It's Jim Belushi. 
That's going to fucking suck. He's not good. He's, well, yeah. <laughs> he's knockoff Stigal, Stigal, isn't he? Oh, that's... Wow. If if Goods is the dollar store... Ver, well, Josh Hart is the dollar store version of Goods, and yes, <laughs> Jim Belushi is the dollar store version of Seagal. Then he is the D-plus version of Steven Seagal, the Taco Bell meat version of hamburger. He's a... Have you seen this SNL skit where 50 Cent starts a 50 Cent store where he, he runs an ad? <laughs> He's like, pencils down to the nub. 50 cents! I kind of like that. <laughs> Maybe. It's executed properly. Anyway. Garbage store. I'm going to do drugs about it. Doing some <laughs> drugs. Need a sounder. Uh, it should just It should just be like a... um. Just like drugs, barrel. <laughs> Did it? Just yeah, real, a real fast sounder. I'm gonna get into some I sounders make... maybe tomorrow. Or, or it, it could be let's do drugs, barrel. I think it'd just be like Maisie Star. <laughs> wow, super nineties. Just fade into you. That we song fade is into each other, fucking you know? badass, like, though. I mean, that's a great track. Great track. I don't know if it works with us, but I kind of like the idea of it. It's a Fuck. good song, man. Fuck. You know who? Guys, I- I'm going to have a cigarette because I'm writing down. I have like 18 sticky notes about Ken Mulkey. Oh, my wow. God. <laughs> I seriously cannot stand this woman. I spent the whole weekend watching the final four with my mother. My mother was a... Uh, a barometer on the, some of this stuff. Um, it could get much worse. I did add the worst ones at the very end, but um, no, I, that that's all good. I'm fine with all that. Uh, but but the I like LSU. I like Iowa. Um, I cannot stand that coach. I forgot that she moved. <laughs> remember, you guys remember where she she was from? Tim Mulkey, Baylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baylor. She's from Baylor. All good things come from Baylor, correct? Yeah. No good things. If come by here. good you mean terrible, then yes. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's like, I mean, Art Browse is in hell. I, I think it's like literally brewing there. She is <laughs> right from that place. They're fucking Waco, Texas, aren't they? Yeah. No, it's not yeah. Waco, is it? Yeah. Yeah, sure it's, it's Waco. Waco. Yeah. Yeah. I had a buddy that Whoa. went to Baylor. Yeah, he saw the he saw the Baylor, smoke. probably even know her. He saw the smoke from the fucking compound out his dorm window. He's you want to know what I like more than LSU? LSD? There LSD. It is. <laughs> we, hey. we, we're going to get this. I think, we, I think we know Hashi. We know Hashi. Wow. wow <laughs> I just really? can't believe I was that fast on it. That was fucking good. <laughs> That's amazing. You could have you surprised with the curveball of it saying THC. You could have done that. Uh, it doesn't work phonetically as well, though. No, I know. I, I'm just saying you could have surprised us. Cause I could have said, like, UW <laughs> or, or, uh, or Law Tech. Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's the joke there, man. Fuck. <laughs> Don't call it a Georgia. call. All right. Yikes, I'm go just, smoke. I, if we got 18 points to make, we better get yeah. your get your nicotine fit and get it over. Smoke when you like, got them. There's a 40% chance I will die in the middle of this list. <laughs> well, I mean, in, the, in the middle of all of this, I've tried really hard, but I still, I still can't believe we can't come up with a college just called Oral Rob. I'm going to keep going at this. Oral Rob is a school somewhere. They're going to save something on printing at the very least. He's in the corner of fifth and main. Like four letters less. Yeah. Yeah, Better than better than anal Jeff. You know, he's down the block. (laughs) That's a different college altogether. (laughs) Yeah. Only a certain style of person likes to go there. Something I realized in this whole conversation we had with, you know, our favorite smoking devices and smoking terms. Mm. Smoking is very sexual in nature. If you listen to like, the words, like it, you're like, oh, the glass pipe, and then you talk about anal beads, and like, man, it is very, very sexual. If you're out of context, <laughs> if well, you just listen, to- I don't remember making that jump from glass pipe to anal beads. That's uh, you kind of was- did. You said something about anal, and then you said glass, and it was like. <laughs> No, because you made a reference about someone being anal something, and then you said glass pipe, and I was like, glass and anal, there's the connection. Ah, uh, that's um, fair. Very, 
Well, they used to sell sex, like they used to sell bongs at sex the shops. The same place. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. used to be so the same, like, it was the same oh, spot. Yeah. That was one of my favorite experiences. Go, yeah. And then the head shops. That, that was head the shops. Yeah. head shops. Yeah. I remember going 90s, in there. 90s head shops, man. 90s fucking my, head shops. My favorite thing was the people who worked there having the fucking work conversations, you know, like you would do about normal. Hey, uh, I. I'm looking for this DVD. Like, is this not over in lesbians? No, no, that one's over in anal. Like, oh, oh, you're right. I should. That's where we. Okay, yeah, because the seven on the coding. Like, I got you. I got you. Like, like, it's like yeah, like I just heard that. Like, when you go in there when you're 18 years old, like, yeah, you're going in for Phillies, right? But you know what you're going in for, like, and it's like you you all like look to each other, like. I was always going in paraphernalia. That's I want. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like when you first go in there, your first time, you're so scared to do it because like I'm doing something illegal here because I know what I'm buying this for. But like, I want a Philly blunt. And it's like, no, you want this. Yes, okay, that's, that's what I want. <laughs> no, man, I moved to Madison. I got up there. It's like, you let me see everything behind this case. I want to, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking handle all these before I buy one. One of the greatest things about piece, going into like, those, those 90s head shops is that you walk in scared as a motherfucker because you have no idea what's going on. And you're like, I'm going into a place to curate getting high. Right, that's the thing. And then Curate. you walk in, and your soundtrack is the motherfucking Spin Doctors, <laughs> and you're so confused. <laughs> like you're just like, what the fuck? Like little miss, little miss, little miss can't be wrong. What you gonna do when you gotta buy a two foot bong? I'll never forget, like when like I always heard with like cops, you know, pulling people over or like arresting people, like they're arrested for drugs and paraphernalia and like you knew what paraphernalia was but oh, like second charge yeah that's what i said like when you go into a head shop you're buying the paraphernalia like but it, it was, was weird like, though i'm because... buying an accessory to the crime <laughs> right it's not yet because it's still clean. right yeah exactly give me give me 10 minutes <laughs> but, but that's that's why it's like so sketchy because like you're buying right, the you're accessory to the crime you're buying right in that <laughs> area before it becomes an illegal piece of a crime but yeah i mean i those places and there were certain things that you didn't know like you couldn't say bong if you said bong they'd throw your ass out of the store oh yeah right you, you, like, you, had, no. you had to use the right you words had, you gotta say water pipe like well yep. look, put a put a put a fucking sign up you can't <laughs> tell me that there are words that will get me kicked off the premises but you won't tell me what they are like okay i won't say fucking bong if you put a sign up that says don't say bong idiot like right no, you got to say water pipe. And Madison had a weird ordinance. You couldn't sell nipple-shaped mouthpieces on the fucking pipes. Oh, yeah. So you would have to have, like, one of the flat plastic, like, old-school pipe endings on everything they sold. But the problem was that was bullshit. Nobody followed that. So all the display cases had the plastic <laughs> end pieces. But when you bought one, you got the nipple-shaped mouthpiece. It was... Really weird, like, dude, but yeah, you just, the sign says you can't sell me that because those are not allowed, but you just sold me that. So now I'm walking out of here, or I'm already illegal and I haven't even smoked yet. I cannot wait till July. I'll be smoking so much. That'll be kick-ass. <laughs> That'd be great. We covered it earlier, but Wisconsin, man, we're gerrymandered so bad. It's never going to happen. They've had a. There's been a. The thing is, I don't get it. Like, all Republicans want to do is make money off of people. Like, taxing taxing weed is so much money. And I've had like I have a buddy who lives in Wisconsin, and it was funny because when it was my my sister's ex fiance, when we we were up there one time, he went up and down the steps five times, and I asked him next day, like, what the fuck was that about? Like. I'm not used to people being in my house and I smoke every day in my house and I couldn't do what I needed to do. And I was confused what I should do. Like I forgot my lighter. I forgot my pipe. I forgot this. I forgot that. I was like, Oh, well just tell me next time you go to smoke and we'll, we'll have some fun. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I was like, I think we all know that you smoke. It's okay. And you know, my parents knew I smoked at one point. So like, they didn't care, but I was like, you just, just let me know. <laughs> I'll come out with you. I'll, I'll blaze up. <laughs> We're good. 
yeah, but, yeah we, we had this we had this whole we had this whole like you know debate at that time and this was shit uh i just started dating my wife so uh 15 years ago the fact that this whole conversation has been going for 15 years about like and it's oh, probably yeah. been on even longer than that in wisconsin yeah. that like they should legalize it well like i said just, one i don't of understand our state it. state senators has a bill written waiting to go to the floor for 15 years the republicans just won't let it go to a vote if it goes to a vote they have to vote against it they look like fucking idiots so they just block it it's right insane and like i said we're so gerrymandered that the democrats by far got the majority of the votes but we got nowhere near the majority of the seats so now i don't know how i feel legalizing like every drug out there I mean, to each their own, but like yeah. weed is a no fucking brainer, man. It's not, no it's not even like a schedule one drug that is fucking laughable. Schedule one laughable. It's like it's literally grown in the ground. That's why mushrooms sure legalize that shit too. It's a plant. Like yeah, why aren't yeah. you why aren't you making fucking poison ivy and illegal? Do to, something to the, helpful. To the point of like conservatives, like they they pride themselves on being Christian and based like if God created this plant for us to enjoy, let's right. fucking enjoy it. That that illegality is an affront to your fucking Jeebus. And- right. So you, let's 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 call your hypocrisy where it is right there. Like Jesus Christ. Again, if you think God created all this great and eagle, all yeah. this lovely shit, this Genesis plant that's growing the ground. I've given you all the great. seed-bearing plants and herbs to use. It's in the Bible. And the fact that I correctly quoted a Bible uh, thing is <laughs> probably the most disturbing thing on on this whole session. And there was talk of anal beads, apparently. <laughs> but that's a good segue into Kim Mulkey, is it not? <laughs> anal beads? Yes. <laughs> There's some suck up her ass for sure. <laughs> All right, I'll get out of the way because yikes has multiple sticky you have notes. The floor, sir. So much. I'm not going to say research. So much homework and multiple sticky notes. And now, it's yikes proudly presents on the promised flogging of Kim Mulkey. If you, if you bore me, you're getting muted multiple times. So keep it moving. All right. Well, you. All right. Let me get on that button. I think this would be more entertaining to you, Troy, than many other segments. So let me go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. It's a low so, bar tonight, fellas. Low thank bar. Thank you. Yes, no, that's no. what I was saying. Fair enough. Okay, number five. All right. Ron, fire me up. I don't think we can. All right. So, number five. Kim Mulkey before tonight's NCAA National Championship on national TV says, If I can sell one more ticket with my outfit, I'm doing it right. Anyone? All right. Number four. That's four. Uh, 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 So in the last five minutes of the game tonight, she, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but CBS brought up a touching moment between Ken Mulkey and her key player, who had at that point scored eight straight points, where she had transferred from Baylor, transferred to Texas A&M, then back to her, and she was the player that she always needed. She benched her with about a minute and 20 left because she ran out the 10-second clock, bitched her out, put her on the bench, told her to sit outside the huddle, brought her back in, and she won the game. Kimwalkie's the worst. Well, I yeah. don't know. That seems to be an argument for uh, making the right move. She got the no. ultimate out of her. No, I, I think that that's the way you might look at it. But I think that like that girl played a great game the whole time. She demeaned the fuck out of her at the end of the game uh, for a 10-second violation. 
when you were trying to run the clock out. I, yes, and Bobby Knight got the best out of his players by choking them and throwing chairs. Correct. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> but he didn't know. If he would have won, yep. then he would have been a genius. <laughs> Number three. That makes three. Being, being on the court all game. Kim Mulkey was out on the court all game. There's two videos of her running into the refs. There's one video of her taking a swing at a ref. Shut the front door. Yeah, I, I can post it. Wow. She took a swing at a ref because a ref ran into her. Oh, well, yeah. No punch technical foul. Might I remind That's you That's a technical also, foul. Yeah, punch him in the face. Might I remind you also that there was a technical foul on Caitlin Collins at the end of the game for throwing a ball out of bounds behind her back. Not in any malicious way at all. Got a tech. There were so many texts that should have been called on Kimmel. She was on the court the whole fucking game. The whole game. At the end of the game, like when they were up by 17, I had been talking about this enough that my mom was like, she's in the game again. She was in the game again. <laughs> she can't stay off the court. No technical fouls called against her at all. And like you said, your mom as a bystander, good barometer for what's a weird thing. It was. It was. Now she helped me out. So um, one of the number two would be, um, do I get a sounder? That's two. Ah, 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 ah. Kate Fagan called Kate out. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Kate Fagan called out uh, Kim for many, many reasons of uh, being awful to her players. This has been documented. Um, you can find it in print. And what did Kim Malarkey, as a major college, uh, college coach, do? Called for the firing of Kate Fagan. Oh, really? Yeah, that was a thing. I did not hear that. Yeah, Kate Fagan giving her a bunch of shade and like, <laughs> like just fire this, this girl. Like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Kate Fagan knows what she's talking about. Um, <clears throat> I remember that moment well. Yeah, she should punch Kim Mulkey in the hair. And this number one is is so... Can anybody guess what the number one is? Uh, Racism. Satan. <laughs> she's racist. She's a <laughs> racist. racist? Satan. Okay, that's fine. We've already established that in some way. Also, she endorses rape. That also... Pretty, also, no, no, wait, wait, hold on. There's two worse than her being racist and endorsing rape. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it depends upon how you look at. Well, I'll be. Okay, I'm not. Blow her mind, Jake. Blow her mind. Okay, so the number one thing, and you'll all know this, and you'll all be That's like, "Oh fuck!" One, uh, 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 one uh, of uh, her uh, players uh, won her a national championship. At 24 points per game. Her name was Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner was arrested in Russia. And you know what she said? And I have this somewhere. Actually, I don't have this. Oh, yeah, I do. Said I that bitch shouldn't have been over there. When asked about Brittany Griner being imprisoned in Russia, Kim Mohaney, or what the fuck, Kim... <laughs> Somebody give me your last name. You've said you've called him a Larky, and now I'm the Mulhaney. James Mulhaney. James Mulhaney. Jim Mulvaney. Yes. Best columnist in the business. Mm -hmm. Well, her comment on Brittany Griner in Russia. I can't say anything about Brittany Griner. Fuck her. Fuck her. Honestly, she was a, okay, so, like, I'm a mother to these people. This is her brand. I saved these people, but they end up in Russia, and I can't say a goddamn thing because I'm so conflicted with everything else that goes into the power of my job. Some mothers eat their young. Yep. Well, to be fair, that might have been in the span where they were telling them not to talk about it. There was a span where they said, don't bring attention to it. That gives Russia leverage. Rano, there was a span. I agree. 
Were there we not also, in that span? There was span also a span where everybody was talking about it, and her coach said many, many things that made it sound like she got what she deserved. Oh, see, now that's different. Okay, that's what I'm saying. All right. Well, fuck her then. Enter her. Yeah, fuck her. Uh, Satan spawn. Yeah, for sure. She'd start hitting. All right, so she literally said, if somebody's around you and they ever say, I will never send my daughter to Baylor, you knock them right in the face. Yep. Because this is a great institution she went on. She was like, there's like, this is a great institution. Like, no, it is not a great institution. What they did is not in any way great. It's clearly problematic because they allowed rape and sexual assault to go on in their campus and let their campus police protect them the fuck out of here it's not a great institution fuck you kim walkie we'll miss you troy yeah dudes my sickness is kicking in i'm gonna bail but uh i'm gonna give rano the ability to do the thing and it'll still record over here on my pc just fine so all right good boys. you got the file hell yeah we'll we'll talk to you again soon it's not you it's me this uh sinus (laughs) infection is knocking my ass so uh yeah we'll see what we see all right all right can i I have one moment to share with everyone real quick uh on troy I got this thing, uh, this package. Uh, sorry, Troy, I'm doing this. I'm I'm railroading right through it. I got this beautiful note from Troy and two hats. And I won't go into the note, which is so nice. Uh, we got some good people here. And that was super nice of you, Troy. And I, um, you will hear from me soon. But nonetheless, thank you very much. Appreciate your kind words. That's that's kind of you. I, I haven't been through that uh, challenge yet in my life, but when I get there, hopefully I can handle it the way you guys seem to be doing it uh, at your end. So, yeah, keep on keeping on. Appreciate Love it. Love you. We'll see you all later. All right.